You're listening to the 96th edition of the Bitochen Podcast. We're going to continue now with more psukim from Tanakh. Speaking about the idea of Bitochen, I just want to say that I'm in a really beautiful spot. And although you can't see it, behind me is a gorgeous valley. I was here yesterday and I took a picture of the spot, so I'm going to flash. If you're watching the video, you'll be able to see the picture from yesterday of this beautiful place. I'll have to come back here, Mr. Shem, and do another Bitochen podcast in this spot, where you can see the valley behind me. Right now, Baruch Hashem, we're very fortunate to have rain in Eretz Yisrael, and so the entire valley is filled with a cloud, with fog, and it's really quite beautiful. And uh, I'd like to continue, and, and before I actually continue, I was just thinking, you know, sometimes in life, it's a good muscle, it's a good analogy for life, you know, sometimes we live in a way that we see clearly the beauty of Hashem's Hashkacha, of God's divine providence in our lives, and we see the valleys, and we see the mountains, and sometimes it's cloudy, and sometimes we can't see it, but it's still there. The beautiful valley behind me is still beautiful, and it's still there, it's just not visible in this moment. And many times we find in the Torah, we refer to Hashem's presence as the cloud, right? as, as the Jews were being led through the Midbar, through the the wilderness so they were led by the cloud of Hashem which you know Hashem's presence is represented by a cloud which means that we don't see him right we don't see it you know we can sense it we could uh, you know we can't even touch it obviously Hashem's uh, Hashem is incorporeal and and that's how we need to understand and relate to Hashem that the beauty is there the Ashkacha is there it's often clouded, it's hard to see, but if we look for it, we will see it, we will see the beauty, and ultimately it becomes apparent. Ultimately, when the Messiah arrives, we're going to have an open revelation of God, we'll be able to see His presence completely, and we'll see how really all of the cloudiness that we experienced was all a mirage, just as a cloud has no substance. Let's learn together a Pusik from Mishlei, Shlomo HaMelech says that to, for Hashem to be your trust, the concept that Hashem is the one who, in whom we place our trust, this is something that I've made known to you today, even you. What does this mean? Rashi says, Says uh, Shlomo Melech, King Solomon, as explained by Rabbi Shlomo Yitzchaki, I'm informing you, Trust in Hashem and study Torah. Don't think, how will I study Torah? How will I learn Torah? How will I have Parnasa? Where will my livelihood come from if I'm involved in Torah? If my central ASEC, if my central involvement is in the Torah, how am I going to have what I need? Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon, assures you, don't worry, you will have what you need. Everything that you need will appear for you if you trust in Hashem. That's the Pshat of Rashi. And to the stuff it says, In these matters, I have made known to you now, Place your trust in Hashem. Ufenei 
excuse me, turn away from all of your matters, to go deeply, to delve deeply into the words of the wise with all of your heart. Afata, even you, with son what does it mean, even you? Im, sha'ata. I have to move out of the spot where the raindrop is on the lens. If you think that you're learning, you're learning, and you're learning by yourself, and you think, you know, how important or how significant is my learning? I'm not teaching anybody else. I'm not uh, a world famous uh, orator that people are paying thousands of dollars to hear. I'm just a regular person, regular guy sitting and studying the Torah by myself in my little corner. So maybe you'll say that I'm not somebody who can trust in Hashem and be assured that my needs will be met. No. You also should trust in Hashem. You also can be assured that you'll have everything that you need. There's hope for you as well. There's nothing to be afraid of. You're, it's a very powerful lesson here. The Masudah Stavit is teaching us, your Torah is important. Not only is your Torah important, it is essential. You, the individual, who's not making a massive explosion in the world of Torah, who's not, per se, teaching anybody else, your Torah is so important that you can be assured that if you trust in Hashem, He values your Torah so much that you'll have everything that you need. That's the Masudah Stavit. Now we have another explanation here, which it's not clear to me who says it. Maybe it's the Malmum. Often after the Mitzvah of Stavit, he brings the Malmum. The Pasuk is going back upon what it said earlier. The Pasuk says above, and it's pretty clear that, that the uh, other explanations are also going in this way, that the Pasuk says above, Turn your ears and hear the words of the wise. What is, what is it that the wise say? They say, place your trust in Hashem. Which means, Listen to the rules of wisdom from the mouth of the wise that they received from God. And trust in Hashem he is the one that gave these rules of wisdom. He knows their secret. He knows their depth. He knows their truth. Have no doubt about these words. Even you. Besides for this, that you should trust in Hashem. That God knows their reasons and their secrets, you should also try to understand to the, to the best of your ability, to the best of your knowledge, to the best of your intuition, what is the understanding of them. So in this understanding, so there's a concept of bitachen insofar as trusting and knowing that the Torah is true, that there's a depth to the knowledge contained within it, and also try your best to understand that which it says. Okay, now we have a passage in Mishlei Chavches, 28th chapter, 
Pasuk Aleph. Nasu ve'en reidef, rasha, v'tzadikim kekvir yiftach. Which means, they ran, and there's no one, no one chasing them. That's the rasha. And the righteous will, be, will have faith like a lion cub. We've encountered this Pasuk together before. And it's starting to rain. Let's see. Let's pray that it holds off, or let's have be talking that it holds off from raining hard until we finish. The Rishayim, those who are wicked, so they run. There's nobody running after them, but they still run. They have a fear. They have a, they have a sense that something is going to go wrong. There's, if it, there's like a, a it, what is it that actually is there? What were they running away from? It's just the sound of a leaf falling. A, a leaf that's falling in the, in the forest is what they're running away from. So they have a certain fear, but it's a fear of nothing. But the tzaddikim trust in Hashem, like a lion cub that sits and is, is very calm and, and has bitachin, has Full, full trust. The tzaddikim, the righteous, they don't run. They're not afraid when there's a sound of something which seems to be a negative force. And they're not afraid when there's something which, there's nothing, even if there is a real, a real thing to be afraid of. Why? Because they recognize that HaKadosh Baruch that God is on their side, and that God is protecting them. And that God is going to, God is going to, to fight on their behalf. Mitzudas David Nasu Al Rishayim Tipol Chitaselikim. There is a fear of God that falls on those who are wicked. Yanusim Yibli Mi Yirdoif Af Acher Echamehem L'Shayifchedu. Right, like we saw, even though there's there's nobody chasing them, they're still running away. They're still in fear. Kulam, all of them. Nobody's running after them, but they're still afraid. They're still afraid, and that's why they're running. But the righteous, each and every one of them, even when they're alone, So each and every one of them, even when they're alone, when they feel like there's no one protecting them, no one around them, so they will trust in Hashem, and they'll be quiet, and they will depend on Hashem, like, like a lion cub that trusts in his own power. A lion cub is powerful, he's, perhaps we could even say, has never encountered any enemies, and so he's assured in himself, a person who has been talking to Hashem, has that sense of assurance. And it is raining hard now, so I will continue in another location, probably somewhere inside. So the bottom line of the Pasuk is that Rishayim, because they don't have Bitach, they don't have a faith in Hashem, so the result is that they're always afraid. Every little thing, a leaf dropping, can cause them to be afraid. But a, a tzaddik, on the other hand, a righteous person, they are always assured, they're always batuach, they're always confident, because 
Hashem is there for them. They're not afraid, even from a small thing, or even from a large thing. Now we have another Pasuk in Mishlech, Chavches, Pasuk Chavhei, same chapter. Chav Nefesh says the Pasuk, a person who has a wide spirit, which means that he always needs a lot of things. In order to be happy, I need this thing to be good, I need that thing to be good, I need all kinds of, there's so many things that I need, right? So, Yigar Modain, he's going to start up with Hashem, as it were. He's going to always be having troubles and problems. But a person who has faith in Hashem, so that person will be fine. Everything is going to be good for that person. says, A person who is always trying to fill his soul, meaning his nefesh abahamis, he's always looking for more and more taivas, looking for more and more of his desires to be filled. So, with a tremendous amount, this type of person ends up getting in fights because he's always angry. He never gets what he wants. He's always missing what he wants at all times. It's never enough, right? As Chazal, the way our sages put it is, person has 100, he wants 200. It's never enough. If you need to have all of your desires filled, there will always be more desires. The desire creates more desire. So he's always worried, and he's always sad because of his desires and because of the very fight that he creates, the, the drama that he creates in trying to get what he wants. And such a person, perhaps out of his anxiety, out of his worry, will cause himself to become skinnier and skinnier. But somebody trusts in Hashem. A person who has faith in Hashem believes that what I have is enough for me. He doesn't get sad. <coughs> Excuse me. He doesn't try to make things better than they are already. Or he doesn't, he doesn't demand that things be better. He's not fighting the reality. So, or Shemin. So that kind of person is everything is good for that person. Everything is awesome. Everything is smooth. It's like oil. He's a well-oiled person. He has everything that he needs. He knows that what he has is what he needs. That's the Metsudas David. Malbim. Rechav nefesh yigar amadim. Rechav nefesh humish nefesh tavosay rechav amadim. This is a person who has a very wide, a very broad need when it comes to his tivus, when it comes to his desires. He doesn't find an end. He never gets to the fulfillment of his desires. So, in the previous explanation, it had it that this person is just walking around angry, so he's starting fights, picking fights with everybody. But in the Malam, he's saying, that this kind of person is going to pick a fight, as it were, with Hashem. He's going to always be complaining. Why did God do this? Why did God do this to me? He doesn't find what he wants. He's not getting his desires. And he thinks, that the whole world was created for, for everyone's out to get me. And that nothing good comes to me in this world. And he's always complaining about the way that God interacts with the world. 
right? This is a very common problem. We think we're, we, we live in a society which there's a lot of entitlement. There's a sense that, hey, I, I should have, I should have this, I should have that. We should all have. And there's a lot of wealth, there's a lot of good things. Baruch Hashem, you walk into a store, you, there's so many things you can get. But that breeds this issue. Because when you have all the time, you're always trying to get what you want. When you're always dreaming of getting what you want, so you end up complaining a lot when you don't have what you want. Because you can't really have everything that you want or that your lower self wants. But a person who trusts in Hashem and he doesn't allow his desires to get the best of him, and he's happy with what he, what he has, and he trusts in Hashem that Hashem is going to give him, he's going to make available to him all the things that he needs, all that's absolutely necessary, interesting language, so that person will be very, very, uh, very well taken care of. Because he will find all of his needs. So this is very interesting because this comes back to a question we've discussed, we've talked about a lot. You know, can I be talking about something that's only hechrechi, that's only, only the things that are absolutely necessary? Can I be talking about things that are beyond that? We saw in the Altar of Navardic, he brings the story with the poor man who came to the house of Rava, and he said, I expect to have a very fancy dinner. And Rabbi says, who says that you could have bitachin like that? Who says you can put those needs upon the tzibur, upon the people who are supporting you? And Rabbi's sister walks in with that very thing that the, the poor man had said that he expects to get. So you can have, you can have bitachin about that. But we're talking about a person who's not living with bitachin. We're talking about a person whose life is really one that expresses a broad need without a real consciousness of Hashem. So such a person, by definition, is going to be living in a place where they're not going to get what they need because then it will never be enough. But living in the space where what I have is good, I'm happy with what I have, I'm, I'm ecstatic about what I have, everything that I have is awesome, everything that I have is great. Living with that awareness, living in that space, allows a person to have real bitachin. And real bitachin means that I get what I need. And of course, a person can feel like, can, can be in a space of, of bitachon where he needs something more. And that's okay also. There is such a thing, and that's what we said from the Altar of Navaric. But it can't start there. It doesn't start there. It has to start from a place where I don't need so much, or I'm happy with what I have. It's a certain headspace. The headspace of bitachon is that space where I know that everything that I have, Hashem is providing for me. And because I'm in that place, I can ask for more. I have a relationship with Hashem. Just like a child has a relationship with a parent. A child can ask for more. Why? Because the child sees that everything, everything that I, I need, I get. And, but when the child gets to this point where there's a sense of entitlement, which is where a lot of us can find ourselves in our society, as we said, in that place of entitlement, it's a dangerous place. It's a place where I lose even what I have. And I expect so much I never end up getting it. And living in a space of everything that I have is awesome opens up, you know, um, paradoxically, opens up the possibility for me to get so much more. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next time.